Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis, formerly of Scout, formerly of 24-7. And that ties very well into, uh, well, you know, what I've been doing on the podcast and what we're going to do on the show today, which is I was the lead prospect and draft analyst at those sites. Uh, the reason I left Scout was Scout ran out of money and got bought by 24-7. And the reason I left 24-7 was 24-7 got rid of all of baseball. Uh, I am now very lucky to be part of Locked On, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen, free and available uh, today and uh, three days a week during the off season, during the on season, which is like 10 months out of the year. It's free and available every day, wherever it is that you get podcasts. We are continuing draft stuff because I can't help myself. It's the draft, college baseball. I mean, Juco baseball is starting like a week or two. Uh, I never get too much in the JUCO. There's so much to cover with the high school kids and then the uh, the college ranks that JUCO's just never gotten. You know, uh, I'd love to have Brian Sikowski on. I've just been so busy. He and I discussed it. And then it's it's hard to book things. It's hard to book things in the windows that I have. So uh, unfortunately, that's going to get pushed back. And Brian's so busy once these seasons kick off. Uh, I unfortunately do not think I'm going to be able to get him in. Uh, instead, you're getting my draft takes. You know, I've been going through discussing players I like, don't like, giving general philosophy. Uh, if you go back, you can listen to the podcast. I started uh, with what player 36 on my list, and you know, even before that, I was going through and mentioning the guys that are kind of interesting, like Jerron Ely of Ole Miss. Like, what happens if he actually plays some baseball? I know he was Ole Miss's starting running back. But he's also a guy where, uh, I mean, I've seen some things that don't project him to go super high. And, I mean, well, truth of the matter is he barely got to play in the COVID year. Shoulder injury from football meant he didn't get to play at all last year. Could be an interesting gamble, right? This is a guy who is a potential first-round grade who, uh, coming out of high school, won the Diamondbacks in day three. Everyone knew he wasn't signing at that point in time. But one of those guys, I'm just kind of curious to see. You know, Maurice Hampton is the other name uh, who was the big football player. And again, I want to see who's an LSU safety, <laughs> not Maurice Hampton, realtor. This is what happens when I start uh, going off book uh, and like, oh, what happened to him? Yeah, so Maurice Hampton Jr. is at Samford now. So that that's another kind of interesting player to look at. Um, yeah, safety and outfielder at LSU. Oof. You hate to see this, that Hampton turned down a $1.8 million, million offer by an MLB team uh, when he was drafted. Uh, and he ended up at Samford after struggling to uh, get on the field in both football and baseball, I believe, uh, at LSU. It did not come together for him in his time there. Oh, $1.8 million. That's That's a lot. <laughs> it's, that's painful. Uh, I, I just can't help but feel any other way when you see that. But, you know, if he plays really well, I mean, these are just, these are the type of athletes you day two, perfect type of time to go on these players. Uh, but, obviously, they're not in my top list, but that's what makes this kind of a fun class. They just, my my list of names, it, you know, it's like 70 plus in the initial starting point, and it's just going to grow from there. Now, unfortunately, if you are a Locked On Guardians fan, this isn't like last year. This isn't, uh, Ohio had maybe the best college crop that state has ever had. Um, it was exceptional. The Mac had a real renaissance, prospects all up and down the Mac. You don't have that luck this year. You're not going to have those opportunities. And, man, 
as this lockout, they're finally going to get together and meet. But as the lockout continues to loom and extend, uh, it's a shame that the Mac last year had its deep year. They could have really got fans out this year uh, going outside to see those games uh, with all the talent that was there. Like I said, even in non-traditional places like OU had, uh, what, you know, Joe Rock went second, third round. But not enough ado about that. Uh, Let's dive into my prospect list. We had gotten up to 15. And the 15th player on this list is my number two college pitcher, and that's Connor Prelip from Alabama. Now, Prelip is, this is, you know, we talk about, or we talk, I have talked about how much about how I don't like prep players. In many regards, Prelip is like a prep player because his freshman year, I mean, I think he was, he was a starter immediately out of the gate. I might have even been their Friday starter at Alabama. Uh, you know, he ended up going the 37th round of the Red Sox because uh, Wisconsin prospect everyone knew was going to go to Alabama. If someone had thrown the right amount of money, I'm pretty sure he'd have signed. Alabama is a good program. <laughs> you can go back and like Tanner Burns has had some particularly vicious things to say. Um, that you know he was a dyed in the wool uh, Alabama fan, but uh, you just need to look at the, which one produces college players and which one does not, and that is why he went to Auburn instead. Alabama, not like I said, it's not a hot spot. Spencer Turnbull was probably, you know, the most successful recent name to come out of there. I know I'm probably forgetting someone, and someone's probably yelling on their uh, their radio as I misspeak. Prelip through four games, 21 uh, innings. He comes back as I think in his first game back. This says he has three starts I, I, over at Baseball Cube. I thought it was his first game. Injures his elbow for Alabama. Uh, gets Tommy John in May. So you're looking at 28 innings over two years. Probably won't pitch this year. How do you evaluate that? That's hard. It's difficult. We don't have much. Uh, Because of the injury and then COVID and everything else, it is very limited. What we do have is stats you can't really pull, but it is a strikeout per nine over 15 with a walk per nine barely over two. Weakest part of the competition because it's the early year. What we also know is, having seen him as little as we have, is that he might have the top slider in this class. He is fastball slider. Fastball is a you know a mid nineties pitch. Uh, he's more of a he's a two pitch guy right now. Let's be perfectly honest. There's a high reliever risk here, um, so you're looking at the slider fastball, and with him being a lefty, just with those two pitches alone, you're like there's a pretty good chance that he could be an exceptional reliever. If that third pitch develops, if he can stay healthy, it, there's there's a lot of gamble here. I mean, Connor Prelip, if healthy, was one of the top five candidates. You know, last year when the year began, if you were to make the list of the top five guys to be in the running to be the top overall pick in the 2022 class, Prelip was in that group. He was one of the top three to five players in this class a year ago. He just hasn't pitched. Um, like I said, he's got two plus pitches. The slider is. Slider is really good. Uh, it is, you know, one might give it a 70, 75 grade. He's an interesting lefty. So he just turned 21 years of age. I mean, the upside to the injury and the COVID situation is there's not a lot of wear and tear on the arm. You're going to be able to go in. Uh, the downside is, I mean, he's already had major arm surgery. Now, since when it occurred and when he had surgery, you might get him to pitch this summer for you once you draft him. You're taking a big gamble. You're taking a gamble on right now a two-pitch pitcher. 
who has had almost no college experience. So he's 15th on my board and not higher just because, I mean, we don't know. I mean, it's such a limited group. It's such a limited chance to see him play and perform. Uh, no doubt a lefty with his stuff. I mean, it's it, you would expect him to be, like I said, a reliever seems very easy. More than that seems very likely as well. But we just, fascinating prospect, much like we talked about way back on the first podcast with this Reggie Crawford, where Crawford, we have a lot of experience seeing Crawford as a hitter, but due to injury, we're probably not going to get to see him as a pitcher. And it's, again, the unknown so you got to trust your developmental squad. you got to trust uh, health. you got to trust your doctors. Um, you know, Kumar Rocker, he's the other injury one. There's three really interesting college pitchers. All of them, I think, have, like, number two, number one potential. All have high-end potential. All uh, big enough injury risks that they might, you know, never make it to double-A. So you're going to have to gamble. I think Prelip is the best of the bunch. Uh, relative to all things, I think he's the safest in terms of development just because you have those two nasty, nasty pitches. And here we are at break one in the show. I've only talked to one player, but if you've been listening, you know that means that the next 14 players are 13 hitters. That is the strength of this class. So come back, hear about the hitters that uh, more than one of these guys should be available for the Cleveland Indians when they make their selection on draft day. So yesterday I did the ad read about the 50% off the Built Bar Bites. Of course, I bought some. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here. I got some boxes. I don't need to buy more. But I did. I bought some. I bought the double chocolate. I was sad that the uh, a few of the other ones are sold out. But go. I mean, my goodness. It's 50% off. So you get these mini bites right now. Instead of being like $18, it's $9 a box. You get to then save uh, another 15% on top. So it's 50% off plus 15% when you use the promo code LOCK15. You're never going to get a cheaper deal right now. And they're half bars. So, yes, you know, if you eat two, it equals one. But, again, the deal is unbelievable. You're never going to find a better price over at BuiltBar.com right now than the sale they have going on. So go check it out for yourself. Remember, just because they're on sale doesn't mean you can't still use the promo code. You definitely can. So you can save 15% off of something that's already 50% off. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Remember, that promo code is LOCKED15. I used it when I made my order yesterday. I can't help it. I love this product. I buy this product. I use this product, BuiltBar.com. That promo code is LOCK15. You're going to love it. So I just want to reiterate that this college bat, you know, bat hitter class is unbelievable. It's just <laughs> so good top to bottom that when I'm going through, it was just, it was almost hard. Like, I'm just going through being like, oh, man, how, okay, this player versus this player. I've talked about many times that it's just, I honestly go through and I'm like, if the... Cleveland Guardians, who are my team, drafted this guy over this guy, which one would make me happier? That That's what it comes down to. Like, based on everything else, I just go into that gut feeling of which one would make me happier to see. Uh, now that I've said that about all the college players, the next player is actually a prep player on the board, and that's Cole Young, the shortstop from, I believe, Allegheny High School. Do I have that up over here? North Allegheny High School in Pen- uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's high school we've heard of, you know, it, it produces a few players. Why do I like him? Man, perfect game. I just love the fact they're adding more and more all the time. How about, uh, you know, they're showing now over a perfect game. And this is free stuff to a perfect game, like peak speeds on pelvis, torso, arm, hand, stretch gain, stretch of contact. I got to learn more about this stuff. Uh, they're just giving you so much data. The data I do know is that when you're looking at barrel speed, impact, momentum, and acceleration, he's all 92, 93, 94, exit velocity, 94, 
his 60-yard split, 97th. 96th and 10-yard split. Infield arm, 97. Strong arm shortstop, quick bat, good athlete. I, I'm pr- fairly confident. You never can be 100% for the most part. And as 100% with like Lindor. Uh, but other than that, you know, for the most part, there, there is always a degree of worry. But I, he looks like a shortstop all the way. He's a well-developed, well-advanced, cold-weather bat. It's really one of those things that's like, what can't he do? To me, I mean, I see, you know, there's going to be some thought just because he's, you know, six foot and he's a shortstop, the power may not come. But as we see with those impact momentum, the bat speed, the exit velocity, he hits the ball hard. Uh, you know, and yeah, it was Austin Hendrick was the last kid out, out of uh, Allegheny High School. So that means, was it, was it Neil Walker then as well, if you go back far enough? I believe I remember like writing that in a profile somewhere. But with Young, I, I just I don't want to bet on him not necessarily having power. I, I think that could totally be uh, one of those things that comes with him. I, like I said, he's not the biggest kid, but we have seen that like things like exit velocity translate. Those numbers stay. You know that that is a better predictor of power than body size at this age. When it, you're looking at a player that is that young, you know he's a high school kid. Exit velocity is a better power indicator than just bulk. That that's just what we have seen. He runs well, strong arm, should be potentially a plus defender, should be average to above, you know, it's kind of that range. Again, it's sometimes hard to project a shortstop. But he does a little bit of everything. And you're looking at a cold weather player who like for this prep class, I mean he is he's not the top prep arm, but uh, or top prep hitter, but I have him as the fourth best prep hitter in this class. There is a top three to me, a very clear top three in this class. All three are in my top 10. And then there's Young. Now other people like, you know, Jason Jones more or uh, Cam Collier in terms of that bat grouping. I'm sure there's, uh, you know, Justin Crawford was the other prep player. Young just, he feels pretty safe to me. Again, prep players are always a little bit riskier, but he plays a premium position. He plays it well. He has all the tools right there. I I just think he's one of those guys, very Indians type, like good batted ball profile, good um, in terms of, you know, they like cold weather bats. They like guys who make have good contact rates, and he does it. I mean, he's got all of that. He is certainly someone to watch. If you want to be like, okay, so who is in the Indians range in terms of a hitter who is most their type, who is that up-the-middle shortstop type, it would be Cole Young. Now, the one knock on him is, let's see, he is currently, I believe he's currently already 18. He'll turn 19 not long after the draft. He'll turn 19 at the end of July. Uh, I mean, I'm in his boat. I was a July birthday. I turned 19. I feel for him, but uh, that means he does not fit age models for the Indians. So if they were to draft him, that does show a significant shift, but we have seen that shift starting to occur with them already. But uh, outside of age, Cole Young totally fits that Indians profile when you're looking at who's the middle infield bat with contact rates and uh, a good chance to stick up the middle. And shortstops rise. I mean, for me, that's, that's what it comes down to. Why do I have him there? That's It's the shortstop value. Next up, let's get back to the college group, and that would be Gavin Cross, the outfielder for, from Virginia Tech. So Cross is another one of those guys, you're going to hear me say this with a lot of players, that it's, you know, five-tool light. 
he does a little bit of everything. Uh, I don't know if there's necessarily a tool that you that jumps out as like a huge carrying tool. He's going to be, you know, a 3.5 to 4 win guy is kind of your hoped outcome. But just going through, the what stood out for me and one of the reasons he started to elevate, yeah, the 11 home runs, you're like, okay, you'd like to see a bit more. 13 doubles, 345 average, 406 on base, 363, uh, not 3, 621 slugging. His bat in college has been over 400, which again, that is an indicator of quality success rate. When I look at that, when I look at the average, walk rate around 7%, not you know, it's okay. It's not, but again, walk rate doesn't translate, but you want to see that it exists. It exists. He has that ability. So when I look at cross, you're, I see like the bat being the carrying tool. Now I know a lot of places that is the hit tool. Um, you know, there's maybe some thought for power could develop six, three kid continues to grow into his body. Uh, he's not, you know, Virginia tech hasn't had a lot of draft guys. So, Sometimes you kind of look at that as a, um, a net bonus that like, okay, he hasn't gotten quite the premium coaching the other guys have, have gotten. Uh, you know, he's probably a corner outfielder and it's all just, are you content with potentially 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, right? Are you content with 55 and 50 scattered throughout his skills? And for me, I, your your Guardians fans more than likely if you're listening to this podcast. If not, I want to say thank you for listening for the draft content here. But if you're a Guardians fan, I mean, 50s across the board as an outfielder is something we haven't really seen in, what, half a decade? It has been really hard to find even average help out there. So when I saw his numbers, and again, those bat pips, when you see him over 400, that is a really good indicator at this level just in terms of a guy who is going to continue to likely make um, positive contributions as a hitter. Uh, and again, you're also kind of looking at him and being like this Virginia tech program. I, I, you know, I'm trying to think of the last time I got excited about a prospect from there, 103 guys drafted 21 major leaguers. And so if I click on their little 21 major leaguers over here, at baseball cube, Chad Pinder is a uh, Packy Naughton, Jesse Han, 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 like those are your active players. I mean, Chad Pinder is arguably the most successful. Good old Wyatt Toriegas. Remember him uh, from his time with the Indians? It's not a it's not a star-studded list. Let's put it that way. I, I mean, going through, there's some some older players where maybe I just don't know them as well. But it's, you know, Mike Williams is probably the biggest name I'm seeing. It is not a program that produces a ton of talent. So the fact that he has put himself in that kind of early first round says something. But then you also know that he is getting by, not to say the coaches aren't doing a good job, they're doing a fantastic job. It's not an easy thing, but sometimes it helps a player like this. He is playing in a major program. He's playing in the ACC. He's playing in the number two college baseball conference. He's facing really good competition, but you know that he's coming from a non-traditional baseball powerhouse. So you're like, okay, we might be able to find even more here. There might be more growth potential. There might be things that they are not doing there that we're going to be able to work with him to get more out. And that's kind of what you look at with Gavin Cross. Next up, last pitcher on the list. And my number one pitcher, Peyton Pallett from Arkansas. He is the uh, the spin rate king. Like, he is the guy. Not the biggest guy, but he is the spin rate king. He is another guy who is, you know, top 15, top 20 on every board. Which, again, I feel like I want to do a victory lap because of this. Because... He's six foot one. He is not a big guy. He's an undersized right-hander. Uh, he is, uh, 
like I said, you can go back a few years and he would not have been someone who had gotten opportunities or been viewed as a potential top 10 pick in this draft just because just because of his size. That would have been enough to keep him out. Uh, spin rates are what you're going to hear with him. Like, I guarantee you, you can put it on paper now, when he gets drafted, you're going to hear about spin rates. And you're going to hear Walker Bueller's name come up because, uh, you know, Bueller's Vandy, uh, Arkansas, their SEC arms undersized right-handers who could really fling it. Uh, I believe Pallet's gotten up there like 97, 98, 99. Uh, the curve is a real weapon. Might You know, we talked about the best slider in the draft might belong to Prelip when he uh, when he's healthy. Uh, he might The best curve might belong to Pallet. But you're going to hear, like I said, spin rate all the time with him. Big velocity, big spin. The question is, you know, does that change up become a usable third pitch? Uh, for him there's going to be questions about size and build he's uh, you know avoided injuries in college he, i think he got hit in the face once or uh let me see if i can pull up something here uh no no it was uh elbow injury so that was it that's right i don't know why i'm thinking hit in the face yeah he got shut down early and that was the other concern so there is some health concerns uh when it comes with him as well uh at the end of the day he has the best track record for me when i'm just taught you know going through and looking at the college arms he's an sec pitcher who's been productive in the sec we know spin rate matters we know it does and his like i said he is the spin rate king uh between the fastball and the curve and that's what i'm kind of looking at right here and i believe he's also like he won't turn 21 until may so he's young for the class as well now, I know someone out there is going to look at him and be like, you're getting this excited and giving it rank uh, that high. Of, and you're number one pitcher at a 4.02 ERA. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, strikeout rate of 10.77, walk rate hair over three, only 56 innings because of that injury, 11 starts. Uh, if health is there, he, he is certainly a wild card. Let's put it that way. If health arises again this year, he's going to tumble because his size is going to be enough to scare teams. It's just going to get him that label of um, injury-prone, injury risk. Uh, if he stays healthy the whole year, I don't see any way he doesn't go in the top 25 picks. And again, the Indians have not been the most college-heavy team, and they've not been the most college-heavy team. Uh, just, you know, these, last year they were very college-heavy, I should say. But with these early picks, they have tended to lean more prep over the past few years. But here's another player who certainly fits their model, and him and Hunter Barco feel like those college arms to really check out with their pick. We're going to take our last break and come back and keep talking bats because that's all I got left. Let's see what's happening over at Bet Online. Uh, how about that game the other night? Feel bad for the receiver from Alabama. Uh, if you had used our promo code LOCKED ON, you would get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. And remember, it's not just sports gambling, sports betting, that is there. But, you know, there are Vegas casino games, there is poker. And you can just race book, esports, contests. It is all here over at betonline.ag, our official sports uh, betting partner for all things locked on. And, you know, they have a new redesigned website. And I've always talked about it. I love the fact that I don't know things. We can go find player props. You know, I know people love their prop bets. You can go find that. You can uh, find down the line all sorts of interesting things. You know, game markets, parlay only for the stuff's up for the Bengals game, for their playoff game. You can go find all sorts of quick props. You can build things. You can build your own prop. There's so much happening over at betonline.ag. Go check it out for yourself. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON. 
So we are done with pitchers. Uh, you know, the there's not a slam dunk in this class. Let's just be honest about that. Each one of these pitchers has a high degree of uh, reliever risk, and most of them are mostly two pitch guys right now. We don't have kind of that more developed type of arm, and part of it is, I mean, most of these arms lost their entire freshman year. We had them last year and what they did, but for most of these guys, their freshman years were wiped out by COVID. So the developmental timeline has just been completely different, uh, as has just been the reps. So that's that's one of the things that holds them back. Uh, number 11, a player I think I'm higher on than the field, and that's Kevin Parada, the next great catcher from Georgia Tech. Uh, they just know how to grow him down there. I mean, I, Parada was known as a high school kid. I feel like he was the top high school catcher who did not sign going into his year. He is, you know, we we already talked about a few catchers in this class. He is not the number one college catcher in this class. Uh, he is the number two for me. Comes from, like I said, the program for catchers. Like, that's just the truth of the matter. It is the top program for that. Uh, not the strongest arm, as I recall, going back to his days, I'll go pull up his perfect game data as I'm talking. But he has just hit the ball well. He handles pitching staff. He has that experience. He has the reps. When you're looking at just the hitting data itself, uh, BAPIP of 360. Walk rate is at 7%. Strikeout rate's only closer to 17. Uh, nine home runs, 20 doubles. So you're thinking, okay, maybe he gets a little bit stronger, starts to turn those out a little bit more. By the way, won't be 21 until August. Incredibly young for the class. Uh, I was trying to... Here's his perfect game profile. I was just trying to pull up his pop times and the like uh, from back in the day when he was a California kid. So 185 pop isn't bad. His No, that was his exit velocity numbers were really good. Uh, his catcher arm, 82 miles an hour. You know, the percentile back then was solid but it's there are some concerns about that going forward he actually had a, a pretty good exit velocity numbers and i had forgotten about this that his max barrel speed impact momentum and max acceleration in his high school class all 99th percentile so uh, there's reasons again and his exit velocity 98th percentile and i talked about that before that is an indicator that travels pop time was really was good arm there are a few concerns there i young for the class had some pretty elite data, performed well, but you have reasons to think that these numbers can certainly improve even more. Uh, I, I guess reason I am high is I just go down the line of what I look at data-wise for things that typically show me a player has more growth potential, and Prada's got all of them. So I'm betting on a big year for him. I think he's 12th now. He could easily move up. And I think he'll have a really good year, and I think he'll end up being one of the top 10 picks in this board, in this draft. And uh, you know, I have him at 11 just because there's players, there's so many good players in this class at the top. Last year was kind of weak at the top. I didn't love it after, like, the first few players this year. What a class. Uh, yeah, originally Parada was 10. Uh, I moved him back because I the more time I spent looking at Robert Moore, Son of Dayton Moore of uh, the Royals. I just, I couldn't look past Moore anymore. Moore is another one from that Arkansas factory. Uh, he has limited tools. He is undersized. He's like five foot nine. Uh, you know, he, he isn't, he's not a, a blazer, doesn't really have any physical tool where you're like, okay, that guy's got a plus tool. 
he's a switch hitter. He's, as you'd expect for someone who was raised in and around the game, he's knowledgeable, uh, does everything right. And last year in the SEC, all he did was hit 16 home runs and walk 41 times. A 14% walk rate is incredibly high. Strikeout rate, about 18%. Bat pip was only 301 last year. If you want to look for a knock there, that is it. But it's hard to look at everything he did uh, in redshirt freshman year as it was for everyone. Look at just the size, all the reasons he should not be successful, and just look at how he produced in the SEC. And I think it's really hard for to not see at least a future utility player. Like, he should not be as successful as he has been. He keeps overachieving. Uh, going back to his high school days, his perfect game data, it, it's, you know, exit velocity, 76. Max barrel speed, 80th, essentially. Uh, 60 yard, 82nd. None of these are elite. He doesn't have anything elite in his data. He's undersized. But, you know, he should not have been successful, but he was. And you can say it's savvy. You can say it's just being that kid who was raised in and around the game and has a knowledge base of it uh, that is helping him be successful. But he's he's was extremely successful last year uh, in the SEC. He's only going to be 20 in March. So again, extreme, extreme youth uh, relative to his class since this will be his third year. So yeah, I just... The data for him is going to matter so much. His production, if it drips, drips, no. If it drops, it's going to be an issue because, again, the physical tools don't stand out. The size is an issue. He is five foot nine, uh, 170 pounds. He does everything right. And I, at the end of the day, like, there's questions about his position. There's questions about, like I said, the tools. There's questions about size. If he just keeps producing and with his background and everything else, you have to just be like, okay, so he might be an overachiever. You know, could he be David Fletcher, right? That's the guy. I'm hoping I'm not messing up with the Angels. I mean, absolutely. I think that's what you're hoping for. Could he end up being a utility guy? Yeah. Could he end up never get like, he is the guy where you want to say like, there's no way he does not at least, you know, get some time in the big leagues barring catastrophic injury. It's just, he's such a complete player already. Uh, He should move quickly. He does all the little things, and that's why he's 10th on my board. He feels like the highest floor in this class to me, honestly. He feels like the safest prospect in this class just because what he keeps doing in spite of what he is. Uh, Could he be a target for the Indians? Absolutely. Uh, I think if he's on the board, there is a lot of logic to that. Now, they have kind of avoided sons of, uh, you know, like Alec Thomas, I thought was very much their guy, and he was the son of uh, the White Sox trainer. They've not gone gone for a lot of sons of people, so maybe that would be the one knock. Uh, but, yeah, he is a, a fascinating player. I'm very curious to see what he does because, again, uh, there's so many reasons why you expect him to not succeed, and he continues to succeed. And we went long today, and that's fine. we still got nine more players to talk about on my list. Of those nine players, we got one former football player, three college guys, and someone who lit the cape on fire. I mean, really, honestly, here, two small school guys and a player who just transferred. It's an interesting group. It's a really elite group. It's a really good group. Make sure to keep tuning in. Friday's show, we'll try to get through these last nine. I mean, I only get through five today, so let's be honest. It's probably going to take me another day or two to finish this list, but I hope you enjoyed. Hit me up on Twitter over at Jeff MLB Draft. Thank you again for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen. Uh, 
And as we now end every show, go, go, Guardians, go.